One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about the human body and how busted she is. We'll be going through some evolutionary traits that could be much improved from the ankles to the back and all sorts of problems that us humans have. So let's complain. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's true. We really love to think as humans that we are just the most brilliant, highly evolved species, but there's a lot Girl, wrong. It's crazy. I know that not to be true from the top to the bottom. I, let me tell you, <laughs> we will get there because so, I I have a lot. Yeah. Oh my god. A it's lot. Like, <laughs> this episodes for me. <laughs> Mitch's physical ailments have got a lot. So funny. Yeah. We sometimes are like, how do we start the podcast without Mitch saying something about the physical ailment? We have to actively be like, okay, like, no, we're how not. do I make sure people don't know I have chronic disease? I guess I might. I always have something wrong, and it's like clearly I'm psychosomatic. So then we're like, let's just make a full podcast about how bad the body is. But what I was thinking recently was just like. Obviously, there's so many issues with TikTok, but like, what would this have been? <laughs> have been without it? Like, I feel like it takes so much of my time. It gives me so much of my cheap thrills. And yesterday, I saw a TikTok of a guy going, and I'm not here worried about my homework. And then it just cuts to that really famous scientific zooming out of like it's like oh like Earth, from Earth then the solar system then the sun and it like zooms right. out and it and just then another sun yeah and then, and then, then it's like yeah, yeah. And then- <laughs> and it's just like oh my god and it goes perfectly to oh my god somebody that we guessed now <laughs> <laughs> some kind of a weird song choice but- <laughs> okay honestly whenever I heard that song I was like this song is so embarrassing I don't know why everyone's obsessed with this like Irishman or whatever and then it, two like, launched the career oh. of that band what's it called like the no, the Canadian band who did a cover on YouTube. Oh, like, yeah. You were covering it. You were getting famous. Um, Walk Off the Earth. Walk Off the Earth. Like, that say, made them famous. <laughs> I was going to say Death From Above, but it's like they have these Canadian <laughs> bands. Walk Off This Earth. It's like, wow, they're, are they flat earthers? But anyways, <laughs> that song, I downloaded it and put it on my winter 2021 playlist. No. Because I swear to God, like this TikTok was so good. And I was like zooming out and then like that gives it like it like You're drops like right when it gets into like the quantum state and I was just like oh my god I love this song for the first time for the first time like as I never liked it I thought it was cringe and now I like it wow. I just got into somebody that you used to know wow that is very unique Craig um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious oh sorry um what that kind of video of seeing the world like that and it was i watched your like reaction to it um because it is like the kids like i'm literally sitting here doing homework meanwhile and then it zooms out what does that make you feel okay a comment okay wow back to tiktok a comment on tiktok that was what the second or first like does that mean it's liked the most sometimes i don't really they're not always ordered but it usually the top i mean we're talking about algorithms this whole household a lot but we haven't talked about the comment one (laughs) (laughs) but the comment high up was like this information is great when and then there was an emoji that was like stressed uh-huh. but bad when happy and uh, it was like yes exactly right. that is what when i think things about are that. going bad you're like it is nice to zoom, zoom out, and out. Be like it doesn't matter yeah yeah <laughs> but when exactly. you're like feeling great about yourself and it's like you don't matter. it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah like it's like it's it's sort of to me what it is is a buffer to keep my life away from extremes it's just like 
I yeah, it, yeah, it makes me feel sick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> although also amazing, and it so that it reminded me of something. Now that you're talking about this, so I love listening to Alan Watts, and I don't know if this is the most kind of like basic bro thing that can wait, but say who be. Alan Watts is. So if you don't know Alan Watts, is like a philosopher, a white man philosopher from maybe around like the 60s, 70s that became popular as he had explored sort of Eastern ideologies and was curious about how those were relevant to like culture in America. So he learned about like Buddhism and Hinduism and would talk uh, from a philosophical standpoint about their belief systems about the universe and stuff. So I find it really inspiring just because the, it's kind of like using logic to break down maybe what the way the world actually is, even outside of the construct of like science and understanding it physically. That's cool. Um, yeah. And I, I think he's great, but I know like there are a lot of those kind of like, uh, like health or like mental, like uh hack focused people who love him. Really? Oh yeah. my God. I love that they're getting dragged. Like, have you seen the like, um, sort of new jokes of people calling them like who was it Caitlin she does those really funny impressions she did know. an impression of like a YouTube thinkfluencer uh, and it was like yeah, yeah. the guys that are like get up at four there's a lot of them those like yeah. minimalism so there's, a, there's a cross breed of people who are like and I mean obviously because people like that maybe need these kind of words to remind them like it's okay when you fail like life isn't about being successful but I know that there are people out there who I just don't know if it's like cringy like Alan Watts but I actually if you no, listen to oh, him it, it's I not at all I know that whenever I hear you listening to it I'm like this sounds like profane Oh, it is. It is. But you know when he's like, he's like the person that people will talk uh, about. I see. Where I people see. are like, oh my God, I love Alan Watts. And then I'm like, but I actually uh, do. Like I fully just listen to like hours and hours of lectures from him. Yeah. Like whatever makes you feel that type of spiritual pull for me, yeah. it's a TikTok to somebody that I used to know. <laughs> to you, it's Alan Watts. Like I think those things are important that you shouldn't like. No, true. Yeah. So anyway, that was just me. But like, I get it. Think influencers on YouTube are like uh, really. But anyway, something that he said the other day, because I often have this trouble of like knowing what is my purpose in life like what do I want in life and then something that he said was just like if you don't know what you want in life it either means that you already have it or you don't know yourself and then I was like okay okay well <laughs> which one of these is it for me oh, yeah. but then he goes into like this really beautiful explanation about how not knowing we go through parts of life like where not knowing can be stressful but ultimately the end of not end of life but the ultimate um kind of like enlightenment is to not know and to be like, I don't know. And he compares not knowing the feeling of not knowing to the feeling of love, to the feeling of like these like beautiful things that if you can accept that you don't know and like that, it just reminded me of that infographic where you're just like, it's so overwhelming to see we're such small specks of dust. But then we'll never know. Yeah. And it's just like, you yeah. can't and it's okay. And that's like the beautiful thing. And then I was thinking about it today while I was meditating, uh, <laughs> I was just like that. Yeah. How boring would life be to know if you knew everything? Oh my God. And what an insufferable person to be yeah. around. And that's why science is so cool because like, it's the process of learning, but it is like once you know it's no longer that interesting that is so okay now i'm like should we like can this episode and call it like <laughs> i guess i'm like i am like okay this is about the human body's flaws but we are just showing you how fascinated humans actually are without being able to think about these things well why don't we do a podcast on it yeah okay so Soon. we should move on so i shouldn't like go into what i was gonna say like let's oh, actually okay. do, a do a podcast about, about what, what is it called like honestly i would do a podcast Spiritualism? called Spirituality? alan watts Oh yeah, me too. Because I like I think that that if you're saying what you are saying, which is that he is sort of famous enough, maybe in specific groups of people, even and or he's like the basic way of saying that you're into those things. He's like the white guy that brought Eastern philosophy to the West. That's that's like really interesting, and I'd love to do an episode on that. Let's get into what we've been this week, just because we are supposed to be talking about how messed up our physiology (laughs) is. (laughs) Oh, what did we learn this week? Okay, so I'm gonna read. A quote that I'm just like, damn it, this is just going to get us going back into philosophy. Okay. Mine too, actually. Should we change it? You might, no, no. You might see this. Cha- no, we're no. We are not. Get, we're going to get to Know what hurts? My ankle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> know what I get? Gout. Okay. We're, we're busted. <laughs> okay. So subjectivity as a term is about engaging with the world as a self and having things seem a certain way to you. Mm-hmm. So we are subjective beings. That, you know, I just think that's just like an interesting thing to learn. <laughs> Plants have less of a you. In some ways, a plant is a they. A they of stems and shoots with signaling running between them. But that is a simplification, too. A plant is partly a community and partly an individual. 
And I was like, that is so interesting to me. So apart from the subjectivity of like everything, which I think is always interesting, it's like, what the hell are my (laughs) eyes doing? And why am I thinking that I'm real? What's happening? But it's like, what a we are designed through our brains to be an individual looking at the world. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like plants and these other, like our innately communities. Mm-hmm. I'm like, imagine how this is just a classic, maybe like analogy that authors would do. How beautiful it would be if we could tap into the biology of like the plant concept mm-hmm. of being a community. It's like, yeah, we'd get vaccines out to everyone equally faster. <laughs> like there's just something I'm like everything like about our lives. Understanding that your success and thrive Thrivefulness is that a word? Like depends on the well-being of the community. Yeah, but I more like I think more what it made me think was like we, from a biological perspective, are individualistic, mm-hmm. and that the pains of the world. I just I'm like it's too much to say they're all related, but so much feels like it's related to that human individualist brain. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like it's just like. One of those things, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but mm-hmm. I'm like, the more I can maybe yes. understand that, the more I can maybe be even empathetic. To yeah, it, of but... course, there's probably an evolutionary advantage to have traits like that. But then there's obviously sometimes like disadvantages in other situations, like trying to get a vaccine to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyways, I just thought that was a cool quote. No, what was it from? Uh, Metazoa. A book. I'm, yeah, I, I do that thing where I like, every time I like something, I underline it, put the corner and then after I've read a book, I come back to it and I get to reread all my underlines. Oh, nice. And then, yeah. you know what Except I mean? It's I like, I hate when Greg draws in books, not draws, <laughs> but wait, I <laughs> but love now it. I'm sorry, no, I think it's beautiful. I think it's nice. Um, but, I, but do I, you, cause I'd like, whenever you get mad, I'm like, but I think it's so nice. I think it's really nice. Okay. I'm not trying to like drag you. I'm just saying, because I'm a so much more of a neurotic person to me, there's something pure about a book, not having like scribbles in it. Yes. Oh, oh my God. That is so a metaphor for our personalities. I'm so the opposite. <laughs> the other day we were trying to make a form of art together through, for our work. And the way I make things is I like vomit things out and then I edit it back. Or like if I'm painting, like I really have the most success if I just like go for it. And then like there are ways that you kind of strip mm-hmm. things back or like you can go right. over with a bigger brush to like make a bunch of small things become like one brush stroke. Yes. Whereas you are really like reserved, like mm-hmm. you come at things, you think really deeply about every decision. And then I think it's when those things come together that like we are a good team. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I'm just like, I just really, sometimes it's cool to see other people's process. I'm like, we're, I'm so different and there's flaws with mine too. Sometimes I'm, I'm like, this is a muddy, bad painting. It's a mess. Um, in tandem with your quote, I would say you ought to listen to Alan Watts. I know you do sometimes because I tell you. This is the Alan Watts episode. This is the Alan Watts episode because so much of what he says is about realizing that we are not like, and this is Buddhist philosophy. Like there is no such thing as you. Yeah. Like you think you are this physical body. Yeah. But your body is literally like literally not the same cells as it was uh, 10 years ago, even like five years ago. You think you are your personality, but your personality changes. You think you are your emotions. Like all these things change. And it's this realization that there is no you and that you are not different from other people. Yeah. So that's like kind of a biological basis of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm reading this book called Clean right now that has this idea that like skin, we believe, protects us from the outside. But now we're realizing like it's covered in these microorganisms that are working with our body that interact with our environment and that humans are like humans are interconnected to their environment so distinctly that you are actually not Oh my God, that's cool. It's like, it's like even the virus, like the coronavirus Mm -hmm. is an example of nature, like coming into you. Mm -hmm. Like you can't think of yourself as like this, like distinct, distinct identity. Yeah. So that's why it's good to mark up a book, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, you win. Um, So on the same train, my, what'd you learn? This week I learned about LSD. (laughs) Um, And so, oh, you're getting water. Okay. Greg's grabbing water. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. Uh, basically, uh, they did a really cool study about LSD and I am too scared to take psychedelics, but I do really love and enjoy learning about them, but I am going to admit reading this study was actually kind of difficult and I'm going to try to describe it. No, it was just like a complicated explanation of what happened. No, not difficult in like a hard way, just in like a (laughs) complex way. Um, so basically this study came to the conclusion that LSD freeze your brain from divisions dictated by anatomy. 
it's like a weird thing to say, but there's a really good quote that kind of, you know, the phrase like neurons that fire together, wire together. Yeah. So this idea that there's like links physically yeah. in certain kinds of the brain that like the stronger those connections are together, like anatomically, they kind of become interlinked yeah. as well as like conceptually. Yeah, sure. It's, it's crazy that like, your brains are just uh, nerve cells controlled through axons and action potentials mm-hmm. and ions. I know those sound like really weird words. But like there are biological bases to those words that explain that it's just biological electricity creating everything, and so there will be patterns yep. in and the patterns way you that use it that become reinforced. Which is yeah. why like things like addiction can be so much more than substance; it can be a full rewiring of your brain that has to be undone. It's a physiological disease, you know. What I mean, that's a good thing for people to understand yeah. to try and be empathetic. Emp- it's more empathized. than just Celine Dion to become empathized. <laughs> Celine Dion. So in accent. this study, they were like taking fMRIs of people's brains when they were on a placebo pill versus when they were on LSD, uh, and basically, okay, they realized that the brain has these two different modes. It integrates all the information, right? Like we're constantly taking in a millions of pieces of data from our environment, from speech, from thought. But then afterwards it segregates that back into like, so your brain can know like, these are my smells that are coming in. And this is like what my eyes are seeing. And this is like the environment that I'm in. So you have to take it all in and then it gets segregated into distinct ways for you to understand it. But what they believe in this study was finding is that LSD breaks down that barrier. Hmm. So it integrates, but then it doesn't segregate. Segment. So uh, okay. it's like the it's part of the reason why the like ego dissolution happens because yeah. you no longer can like differentiate between the different senses in the same way. That sounds like Alan Watts. <laughs> exactly. That's why I was <laughs> like, like that's the lots of things. Yeah. So I mean, I cool. feel like that kind of describes. No, no. I, I actually here. it made sense to me. It did. So I'm just trying to read what I wrote here. Like your, your capacity to integrate and amalgamate separate streams of information into a unified whole becomes diminished. Yeah. No, I think that that's LSD. something that like is really important information. Same with mushrooms, like the psilocybin famous charts that I, I actually did a TikTok about and I've seen other ones go viral. It's just a study where they show the brain connections in like a specific way that an mm-hmm. algorithm has laid it out for you visually. And you see that psychedelics make your brain neurons that don't usually fire fire and it creates um what could potentially be the positive benefits of um all these psychedelics which also write that down alan watts episode after that psychedelics like we have to do a podcast about he has a whole lecture on it i found it so fascinating yeah okay one on lsds or just psychedelics well yeah or we could do mushrooms because then i can get involved because i've been i'm currently (laughs) microdosing mushrooms and i love mushrooms honestly like we should do a podcast about them because i would love like to talk about them because i've i'm not that like experienced with them but i've taken pretty like low amounts of it but it has been really helpful for me in this um pandemic and then i'm like is it illegal am i gonna get in trouble for saying that but like well no i don't think so i think the sign if someone comes and like a police come to my door i'm gonna hold up a couple studies and be like hun i'm actually learning to help the universe (laughs) turn around a cab buddy out the house okay Oh my gosh. So that's basically it. I think it's really interesting. Obviously, there's so much fascinating research into LSD and psychedelics. So yeah, let's say we'll do an episode on that. Today's episode is sponsored by Skillshare. Truly one of the most useful resources I turn to. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers classes on a wide range of topics, which has been so helpful in core core for us. I've taken a lot of their classes from like Photoshop to After Effects. Right now, I'm actually going through a course on Ableton Live by Brian Jackson, which is a music editing program. And it's been such a lifeline for me because I only recently changed over to Ableton and was completely lost as all hell before this class. And so it's kind of given me the tools to transfer my knowledge into a new program and excel at it. Uh, and I'm excited to put that to good use on some ASAP science songs or some of my personal music. So TBD or to come out at some point in the hopefully 2021. Uh, but no matter what 20 21 brings you can spend it creating something meaningful with skillshare's online classes just go to skillshare.com slash side note and get a free trial of the premium membership not only is it super affordable especially compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops there are so many classes to explore and skills that you can learn to keep pushing forward your creative projects an annual subscription is less than ten dollars a month but if you go to skillshare.com slash side note again you'll get a free trial of premium membership it also really helps our show and you give our sponsors some love so we appreciate you guys checking them out it means a lot to us 
So I am obsessed with cereal. I have it when I wake up and then I always have it kind of as like a dessert after dinner. And one of the issues with that might be the dessert word because a lot of cereals are full of sugar and different sort of hidden things in it that don't make them as healthy as you might think. And that's why I love today's sponsor, which is Magic Spoon, which is a cereal with zero sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. It's keto friendly, grain free, soy free, low carb and GMO free, all those things that I get to consume this and not feel as bad. So go to magicspoon.com slash side note to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code side note at checkout to save $5 off your order. The variety pack has four flavors. It's cocoa, fruity like me, frosted, I guess that's kind of like me too, and peanut butter. <laughs> and Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash side note and use the code side note to save $5 off. Thank you to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. Okay, so now okay. we're getting into the real sack of meat and potatoes of our bodies. The body. My biggest nemesis. <laughs> Why is it? What do you like? Oh my God, Mitch, I know. I'm like, I, I okay, I. <laughs> Spit it out, bro. I get ailments. I am broken physically a lot. Like, I get um you know the ankle wow can't even name one thing okay it's like the go i have like oh my god i go blind in one eye then i get migraines and puke because my body thinks it's dying like i do have these ailments but in quarantine i think i've had oh strep throat strep throat every two months even just popping (laughs) penicillin thank goodness i would be so dead without antibiotics you put me back 1600s gone boom (laughs) so i do get them but you your relationship is just constant yeah, I, 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 yeah, more and more thinking psychosomatic, part of my anxiety, part of like, I definitely just have always had weird quirks, and they're not always big things. Some of them are. So I have like some major back problems that have occurred that I've like gone to like physical therapy for. But then now but, you're reading some book where you're like, is it, it's not, yeah, psych- I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about that. Okay. In okay, my, okay. In my sort of like study session. Okay. 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 But yeah, definitely like, I always, there's always some ailment going on with my body. So I have a very strange relationship to this vessel because it feels like it fails me a little. Oh my God. And if it's not the body, it's the brain, girl, you know, and the brain doesn't shut up and the brain's making me think it's failing me. And that's a failure in and of itself. So, I mean, uh, that's why I listen to Alan Watts because I'm like, well, there must be a reason. I'm just an experience of the universe and it's a really unique experience and I'm an expression of what. But you do sprain thine ankle. I sprain which thine I, ankle. Which is like purple. It's not psychosomatic. And if it is oh, psychosomatic, yeah. you have a powerful brain. No, no, no. I definitely have like a weak ankle. I, I, if I <laughs> run now it's so bad although i'm like was it just dance like but my achilles tendon (laughs) just like really like hurts so much after i run now (laughs) enough that like then i have to put it into recovery for three weeks and i'm like oh i'm better than i run for a week and then all of a sudden i'm like so now do i just not run so I think it's time for us to also realize that part of this is just age. we're old. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like... I don't know we're not that old, but we certainly are at the age of aging. <laughs> yeah, it's such a, like, thing that you say. You'll be like, my ankles hurt. And then, like, yeah, your parents will be like, oh, well, it starts at 30. No, what I find people in their 40s always say this. They go, it starts at 30. Yeah. It's actually, like, people at my parents' age are like, no, we've figured this out. Like, it's like there's something about when you're 40 where you're just like... Maybe this time is yeah. like when you start to notice the body is truly falling apart. Oh, that makes me so sad. But mine has been falling apart my whole life. So maybe I'll be more like able to cope. Wait, really? I feel like you seem so way, healthy when I met you. You weren't getting sick. The back problem I have was in university is when it started. Are you serious? Yeah. And that's why I'm like, it's from stress. Mine was profusely sweating at night. That kind of oh away. yeah, that was disturbing. Was that because I was just drinking too much? Probably, <laughs> but I. This, that's another example. I've always had really bad hangovers, and I feel like I kind of thrive a little more now because I just like I'm so used to having hangovers. You've like dealt with the okay, so that's also a flaw. If we're gonna talk about flaws in the body, like yeah. actually, yeah, let us pro- enjoy life. Yeah. Jesus, evolution's like you just started drinking not that long ago. We haven't been able to figure out how to fix this one. <laughs> you know, what I mean? I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like we've poisoned it. Uh, but so yeah, where shall know. we begin? Like I think I'm, okay. So my study is about our feet because that's where I get the most of my issues now. So whether there's a uh, 
gout in my foot. Yeah, hello everyone. I am coming forth to try and take down the stigma of gout and just be honest and open with it's okay. Didn't you it's tell okay. me there's like a movement of millennials to be like, gout is normal. Okay. Maybe there's a little confirmation bias as the person who is saying that because, you know, I'm maybe one of the few millennials who've Googled 30 gout question mark. But in, when I Google that, there are people who have my that. <laughs> <laughs> but, have you joined any support group <laughs> no but whenever i do get it support there's groups? definitely like some googling that's some support that truly i think i write gout support enter <laughs> but that's related to my feet because the times i've gotten it is swelling uh, in my feet but that actually has nothing to do with the type of pain like from my achilles tendon and that i'm going to be talking about okay. today okay but our feet okay are an evolutionary mess because we not that long ago, climbed down from trees to start living our bipedal lives on land from the evolution of like earth and life mm -hmm. on earth, like very recently. So our feet not that long ago have been mostly designed to be in trees holding branches. <laughs> and when I found this out, it was one of those moments of just like science research that I just love mm. because it just, it's just so it shocks your worldview. Like it just uh -huh. shocks your. You're like these feet are not well made. They are not well made. Like you do not need 26 bones in your feet <laughs> unless you're actually using it to pick up a fork and eat your dinner. Like it's like we don't need to run from predators anymore. We do not need to hunt our food anymore. We press buttons, it gets delivered to us. Our feet are just this like caught in this really shitty time <laughs> of having left the trees and not had enough time to become sort of something that we would look to as the more idealized version. And so what we suffer more feet problems than maybe we need to because it's not been designed for our lives. Oh my God. Yes. Like 100%. Like it's, and then that's like something that I really can relate to in my life in my thirties. I'm like, I'm always looking at my feet. Like that's where the pain is. <laughs> like, I don't know about you. Like, have you had foot pain? Other than like the fact that I do sprain my ankle, like not so often, but it, I've had that happen. And like to a severe But no toe but, pain. Yeah. I've never had any like foot pain to be honest. Oh my God. Another thing I got that I don't is not fully related, but kind of is when I tell you what the ideal version of our legs would be, but my, I get ingrown toenails oh. <laughs> and I'm like, that's also like toenails. I feel like maybe growing up I'd done them, but I always thought it was just like, what, you need to cut your toenails more often. <laughs> okay. I got the worst one in university and it threw me off. Cause I was like young and was like, why is my toe doing that? Like I didn't even know. It's so gross. And then it was like, what? This is actually a little tip and trick. <laughs> what happens is like, it just happens sometimes that the nail does not grow just properly gross. forward. So they froze my foot and they had to <gasps> cut open my foot to go in and cut the nail out. Wait, did I know you then? E e Why don't I remember? I have no memory. My brain doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> oh right? I God. also, that's another ailment. My brain like doesn't remember things. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I knew you, but I, I can't know for sure because it was a long time ago. But um, then they said, what you need to do from now on, I've done it ever since, never gotten an ingrown toenail since that time because we just got them all the time. You cut a little V in the middle of your, I've only got them in my big toe. So my big okay. toe. And it for What's a V mean? Like, like literally, if you have your flat edge of your toe, I'm like, I hope people of like the toenail. Some people are grossed out. The foot fetish people are like, tell me more. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, there's the flat toenail that t reaches out towards yes. the universe in front of you. Yes. You cut a little, like I would think a V shape. You like just like go on each corner of the things of the um, clipper. So you go tick, tick, so that now it looks like a little indent of a V across the flat plane of the nail. What? Like an upside down V? Like are your is your toenail now pointing like an arrow or no, is it inverted? Opposite. Sorry, it's inverted. Like like oh, um the so like, disappearance. So the middle is part the of the toenail is actually the far like the closest clipped to your skin. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Okay, that makes sense. That's the way of saying it. But yeah, okay. That's how you cut your toenails. Okay. <laughs> okay, because you leave the little and I just keep saying V, but maybe it's wrong. It's like you make the indent what? Like more the But it's small. It's not like the whole thing is like a gradual <laughs> weird like you. Like, like devil. It's horns. just a yeah, it's just a little and what it forces they said it forces your nail to grow towards that and it pulls out so that your nail doesn't grow mm. into the sides of your toe. Okay, that's cool. I mean, I don't know if that's like, that was just what this university like doctor Well, I said. have been told that people often cut their toenails rounded, but you probably shouldn't because that's when it gives the opportunity for the ingrown part to go into the skin. Interesting. Whereas if you actually cut it flat, it leaves it far enough forward that it will but go the, forward. But the actual design of the toe clipper is rounded. I know, and I feel like my fingernails when looking at them, but I guess I bite them that way. I guess if you just like let your fingernails grow, they'd be flat. 
for surfaces. Yeah. Do we need fingernails? Yeah. That, I'm like, I'm like, now we're going back to being in the trees. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They were not clipping their nails. They were like They're running and hunting and they were like, yeah, literally like maybe, maybe they didn't bite them, them though. Right, because yeah. like a lot of people have an instinct to bite. Them but nails. one thing that makes me think about this, and we're getting the evolutionary. Energy, this podcast has chaotic energy. But yeah, it really <laughs> does. But that makes me think: Would they have bit their nails? Because is that like not maybe would have made would have made them more sick? To like, like what, be like eating, licking like, the viruses? Actually, and bacteria? I don't know. You're right. I want to know if hunter gatherers chewed their nails, <laughs> or if just the sheer life at the time involving cave drying and just like right. you know what I mean, we're like, like wearing we're, it. You now. would never have too long a nail because they would have broken because of all the like more textile yeah. things we were doing with our hands and our feet. I can't be sure, but no, I, but we're, I, I wasn't I, expecting you to know the answer. I'm just like that's thoughts that evolutionary biologists would think about. So back to your toes and your. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Feet. It is related. Like, they think, evolutionary biologists think, and there's a lot of science as to why our bipedal designed body should have the ostrich ankle and foot, which Ooh. looks like an ostrich leg fully, but so just like a fat bird leg yeah so two toes with two bones per toe not our 26 chaotic energy like this podcast that link up to this ankle that like is actually almost looks like it's on the foot that then go up to this joint that then comes into their thighs and that would be the best design for us and it makes sense for one specific tangible reason I think about, which is that birds have been bipedal for 250 million years. <sighs> and we've only been bipedal for 5 million years. That is wild. So birds are just so are freaking well of all. Are there animals that walk bipedally? No. No? Not like not, the only animals that are, that are truly bipedal on earth are birds and humans. Oh my God. Yeah. Because like, I mean, there's like, it's like Ernie it's like, okay. Well, he's on all four. Exactly. I'm like, you're, you know, I'm just trying to name things that aren't bipedal. If you start yeah. thinking about it, they're all not, except for those two. But then you do have things like chimps and apes, but they like actually they aren't. Stand, but they, they, would, they primarily like are, yeah. Yeah. And they're actually using their hands in mm-hmm. different, like truly bipedal, like wow. are, um, yeah, birds and humans. So obviously we look to birds because they've been around for 200, their ancestors have That's been here for 250 million years. That is the actually better designed foot for us. To walk on two feet. Yeah. Like it's like we have a foot for gripping. We have, a, obviously, for walking. Again, I don't want to disparage our bodies. It's, like, brilliant. And evolution doesn't work in the way that you got to, like, choose. Evolution does not create perfection. It molds previous structures to produce anatomies just good enough to survive. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Well, am I just good enough to survive? I don't know. I have two embarrassing things. One, I don't know the difference between an ostrich and an emu. Is it location? Do you know? No, I don't. I don't want to look that up. And number two, I that's just... not that embarrassing. I love that you're like this horrible embarrassing. I'm like, no, no, no that's no. totally I just, fair. I, I, don't I guess it's not that uh, difference. I need to look this what up. What was your other one? Um, definitely foot problem. I stub my toe so frequently. I think something's wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, well, we've already established something's wrong with me, but it's what, like, like you don't have spatial awareness of nine it feet. Must be because I will literally kick it into a wall and be like, "How did I even?" Like sometimes it makes sense when you're like, "That thing was hit and I didn't see it," or like sometimes bed frames like are disguised because like the sheet comes out. In a weird yeah, or way. you're like when you got to a new Airbnb and you're just like, it just feels yeah, like you're walk. clunking around a yeah, bit. Like, well, I didn't in know our about own the house. Sometimes I'm just like doing the same thing I do every day, and I just like kick the banister. And that is, it hurts so wait, much. Wait, I'm like, should I be hearing you scream? Like, how much do you think is a lot? Because I'm like, are you just doing this all the time? And I'm not realizing. Like, you're yeah, always like, Oh, I, it's weirdly <laughs> when I stub my toe, when I get hurt other ways, I definitely go like, ow. But when I stub my toe, I go, ow. It's like so internal. You're great. <laughs> first, at first, it's like, oh, like, so like I'm not hearing because I'm always listening to podcasts, so I've yeah, always have headphones on. That you're that like I can just picture you behind me in life all the time going, oof, holding <laughs> a screen, just bashing your feet around. Uh, yeah, so I have a problem with that. So uh, feet uh, bother me because of that. You'd probably have less bashing and you know just a more interesting foot if you had your ostrich foot. But okay, did you figure out about ostriches well, or emus? They're both members of the rat-tight group of large flightless birds that are scattered through the hemisphere, um, including Africa, the ostriches range, and Australia, the emus range. Okay. So I think they're not the same, Yeah, yeah. but, but they're similar kinds of creatures that yeah. maybe have different geographies. We would be curious if it was convergent evolution oh or gosh, if it was. They're so cool. Convergent okay. evolution is also the explanation for why we are bipedal, but like right we get us and birds we are doing it because of convergent evolution it's yes. two processes that got to like a similar physiological place because of the way that like like the environment has it's an advantage yeah. for us it's, to get and, and eyeballs then, do that too like eyeballs don't yeah. all come from the same ancestor it's like yeah. they developed separately. and know what's crazy is like it's physics it's like yeah. the physics of like energy that but like then it, it is happen. crazy that like we're the only ones you know and birds no, I mean like us and birds. No, oh, that's true. That is now. true. No, what I thought too. It's like, why like, aren't the dogs walking? I know, and I was like, they obviously they might know something that we don't. Like, I'm just like, there's something funny too. Like, I don't know if this is just a dumb observation that I have, but I'm like, is it kind of gay to walk on two feet? <laughs> oh, oh, what? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like I just feel like other animals. There's just like. It's just like when I think of it, like a straight guy on two feet. I'm like, that's kind of gay. <laughs> like, it just like it's gay. Yeah, it's, it's like gay. I just wanted to say it to a straight guy. Like, like I just wanted to be like, you know, the biology gay. of our human bodies is kind of gay, and just like see if they would be yeah. like, you're dumb. But I am like, there's something dainty about being like, I need my hands to pick up my yeah, tea. Yeah, but then it's like every dinosaur is like also just gay. Not everyone, I guess. Not all. No, no. But like Actually, the T Rex, like, Velociraptors are definitely gay. They got a little toe that taps. You know. Yeah, apart. exactly. Bipedal's <laughs> gay. <laughs> Bipedal <laughs> is gay. It is. Or I think it. Or it's. Bye. <laughs> or it's bye. Or, or you know what? Bye, Beatles, bye. Yeah, bye, Beatles, bye. Bye, Beatles, bye. Holy shit, I can't believe I did not realize that. Um, I was going to say, it's interesting to think that in some ways people might argue that birds are some of the other smartest, quote unquote, creatures on this planet. Like, birds what do you mean? are some... so clever. They're oh. another animal that can often like imitate and speak imitate speech oh i see what you're saying. um okay. they're often like able to memorize things like obviously yes we've tested like octopus are smart dogs are obviously clever like there's but i just feel like oh my god i'm like we can get back to alan watts if we talk about consciousness what does smart mean yeah oh, exactly you know that's I mean? why i like, said that's quote, so unquote, interesting but birds people often say are some of the smartest creatures on this planet but but who says that i don't know no oh no i didn't Someone know it was like it to me okay no no it's true i'm my like a nine think... teacher i don't know <laughs> i'm like i think that too but then i'm like how do i place like am i just i've learned to love birds this year so i say it but then i'm like why i'm saying it because i love that okay episode on birds there you go right <laughs> oh my Bird, god someone's got to write this down yeah, we need someone yeah. oh my god okay we, no we'll re-listen to it when we edit it and then we'll add them all in i cannot re-listen to our own podcast actually that's true i don't i just find the right places when i hear my own <laughs> voice i'm like well i'm gonna go puke now <laughs> uh okay so are you done with feet can i talk about my thing yes so I wanted to talk about the back because gen my biggest problem has always been that I have back pain. Now, I will say most people have lower back pain. That's like the most common kind of back pain. For me, I have this really weird thing in like my mid back shoulder that just like spasms for no apparent reason. I don't know. And I so spasms of, like I'll just be sitting doing nothing. And suddenly it's like it's spasms like crazy. It's the most painful thing you can imagine. I mean, I am also really weak, so I. That's like, 
give or take that reference point. Um, <laughs> but you do then, get massages all the time. So you do have like someone pressing in your back a lot. So like, it's not like you don't know what it feels like. Like you, you have oh, a people pain really go ham on your back and it hurts way more than that. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like debilitating. Like, and it used to knock me out for about a week. I would be like laying down most of the day. Okay. One thing you do do sometimes, and I'm curious about this. It's like, you'll be like, it's coming. Like sometimes you're like my back. Oh, oh. yeah. I can so feel what a is that? build up of like not in my back in a, and it's always the same spot for me. And then at, sometimes it just like tips the scale and it starts spasming. Oh my God. So I can feel like that what sucks. I feel after it spasms, like three days later is that same feeling. It's like still kind of there, whatever. So I want to talk a little bit about, about pack pain. Cause a lot of people have it. I feel like a lot of people go right. We're going to talk about um, also something else that's a very controversial and that is chiropractors i'm coming for the chiropractors oh my god it's gonna be a tear down lookout dr oz i know you're not a chiropractor but we write it down we're gonna do an episode about you and Ugh. how you suck okay i have a question yes do you have friends or people in your life who you like with migraines for me i go oh you're my like i can see my migraine sufferers i know who you are of my friends people i know and it becomes a topic of conversation because you're like oh yeah the glow you talk about your coping mechanisms i have some insane ones mm -hmm. we'll do an episode on migraines you might find out some secrets about me so <laughs> Do you have your friends who are the people who get this? Who you're like, you've got the back pain thing. Yeah. I yeah. I have like, I, there's two sepians. There's a few friends that I know specifically have back pain. Nothing the same. It's not like mine, but they have their own versions of yeah. back pain. And then I have just the other friends who are also just like neurotically in pain all the time. Like, oh. like there's always something going on. Yeah, you know, like, why yeah. is my eye twitching for three weeks? You know, oh, or like, no. why does my ankle suddenly hurt in my knee? I can't run anymore. Like those kind of things. Like I am that kind of person. And I have those friends too, who I know I don't have to be having the same ailment, but we get like, we always have some kind of, ailment. Oh my God. Okay. True. True. So back pain worldwide. Back pain is the leading cause of disability. Wow. Isn't that wild? In America, I think it's like the second cause. It kind of sounded like you were a chiropractor advertising chiropractor. <laughs> the way you said uh, that, you're like, and actually, bye, some no. of these facts I think came from like a chiropractor like fact sheet, but I, that's okay. Uh oh. But I was I was fact checking them, and they were just stats and numbers. So, um, experts estimate that 80 percent of population will experience back pain at some time. So get ready if you haven't had it. Okay, I know. Get ready. I, I'm always like, I when I look at you, I'm just like, it's coming for me. But when? <laughs> we're still young. You're gonna get it. Um. U.S. spends $90 billion a year on back pain, and that doesn't uh, count the amount of money that's lost by non-productivity, so not being at work. So is that the... Do you, what do you... Do you buy meds, or I think it's probably the cost higher? of, like, insurance to, like, get... Yeah, I don't actually know. $90 billion, it's just, like, you... Uh, yeah, probably for medicine, probably for, like... Like, I'm curious if it would include like the fact that you pay for a masseuse to like when you're yeah, like the medical system like, month, like yeah I would imagine like having back injuries yeah. just leads to like certain kind of costs on the medical systems and like yeah. drugs and doctors attention and all these things yeah and, like anyway so I was really curious because I have always heard that there's this kind of like pseudoscience around chiropractic and I know there might be people out there that come for me so I'm mostly just going to focus on one aspect because I know the field of chiropractors like kind of broad i will say though it is kind of founded on really kooky ideas um is that like a weird problematic word i'm like where did that word come from well look that up either edit it out or we'll just cancel you yeah no i <laughs> just in my room i'm like oh kooky but that's what i thought kooky means because like i think chiropractors used to believe that they could heal almost anything like if you had cancer we can like compress your body and like do weird things and it will be healed so a lot of chiropractic oh, wow. now have moved away from that to be like, no, we just believe we're like readjusting the spine and stuff. Yeah. But that's what I'm going to look into. And I thought you were going to be like, and it's all came from Mormonism. <laughs> no, like, what? I, no, it's just like come from the kind of a weird Although chiro, science that's not considered a yeah. science or medicine. And chiropractors have Mormon energy to me in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> they're like the same. They're like blue, white, beige, sketchy, white people. <laughs> like, that's just like, what if it, no, no offense to chiropractors. No offense blue to chiropractors. <laughs> I know. Um, so spinal manipulation is one of like popular things. That's what you think of like when they like crack your neck, yeah, like, like, push on your back and you hear the pop. Um, and so that's just to move <laughs> your joints beyond their range of motion, which is often accompanied with a pop or crack. And I think the belief <laughs> is that this releases pain. It, you know, cause sometimes increasing your range of motion is supposed to be a good thing. 
Um, anyway, <laughs> imagine you went to like, I'm okay. I know four four year degree. It's it's chiropractors. We are not, but I'm just like imagine you got there and you open your you open your notebook and they're like, so when so there's two things we're looking for pops and craps. So <laughs> if you hear a pop, that's actually Good. this. And if you hear a crack, and it's all based on just the noise because I'm like you just read that you're like you know it's a and a pop, pop and, and a crack. crack. <laughs> like that is not seem right. Snap, crackle, pop. Were oh, they yeah. chiropractors? They were gay. That's for sure. They were certainly gay. Um. I have you ever gone to a chiropractor? No, I don't. I okay. Again, I don't have the back pain, so mm-hmm. I, I'm like this is all information to me. But if I did, if I did a back pain, I think I definitely would have gone to a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. I'm like so open and interested, and I'm just like, ooh, cool. But because I haven't had that like thing that's pushed me over the edge to like, you know, I can. I find it hard to even go to the doctor, and it's free here. In Canada. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, uh, I would totally go. If I needed to, but I've never gone because I haven't felt. I like did it. go. Do you remember I told you about this? It was the worst experience of my life. <laughs> okay, and now so I will bring them all down in I'm my study time. this industry down because, no, this was like one particular not great person who was recommended to me. And I'm really not comfortable with my neck being cracked. Like just in general, I've always had like weird Ugh. sensitivity around my neck being broken. <laughs> and, and and even just like cracking knuckles, like I've never, I don't really like that. Like it makes me feel weird. I don't mind other people doing it, but I've always been like, I don't love the idea of cracking my bones. So I went because I was, you know, having so many back problems and we did some x-rays, all these things. They evaluated me in a bunch of ways and gave me certain exercises and stuff or just like movements to practice. But then he was going to do the spinal adjustments. And I was like, I am really nervous. And if it's all right, I I don't really want to crack my neck because they kind of like, like, and it, I was like, it just freaks Ew, me out. Yeah, I don't no. mind. Like sometimes they bend your body over and go like, and I was like, okay, you can do that, but please don't do the neck. I love how you're like adding to the, and also you were looking for cracks, pops, and <laughs> no, when you see them do it. So like, so he's like, okay, yeah, no worries. So then like, they literally like fold your body in half and then it's like a man who weighs like 180 pounds. Who's like putting his whole, like they go like, wait, I'm I'm horny. (laughs) (laughs) He was actually attractive. But in that moment, you feel like your body get crushed. This is not for you, Mitch. I can already tell you. But I was like, okay, I am anything to heal this back pain. Fine. And then he was like, I really think we should crack your neck because X, Y, Z. And I was Uh, like, I don't know. And I have a really hard time saying uh, no in situations. And in that moment, I was like, this is not good. And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, I think it'll really help. Oh, my God. This is so scary. Without my consent. I mean, I guess I was probably kind of like. I guess. I don't know. And oh, the, my God. That's The second horrifying. he did it, I was like, I will never come back here. Did you had a stranger snap your neck. Yes. Unconsented. Right. It was the most mortifying thing I have no ever No wonder you're coming for chiropractors today. You were potentially, you were attempted murder. Attempted murder. Uh, and actually, it's like, there's a stat that's like one in every million people die from a neck crack. That is like, okay, is that the fact? Is that fact? Yeah? Well, I didn't write that one down. Okay, because I'm like, that's like, it has that energy. I'm like, I need to know. Like, no, it was like, like it, there, it, it, but it, I know you sign your life away. Yeah. Like when you're going skydiving. Obviously, it's very low. I'm not trying to insinuate that it's a problem. It's a very rare problem. But it is a problem nonetheless. And you're not going to get it. And so I'm going to tell you just a study I looked up for all you chiropractic professionals out there. There was a massive review done on whether or not it helps low back pain in particular. Chronic low back pain and acute low back pain. Basically, the answer is it doesn't help. It could provide sometimes immediate relief, but no better than like taking like ibuprofen or Tylenol. Um, Wait, what? And the it is not as good as exercise. So people just moving more, moving their bodies more. Like now, more and more, they're realizing back pain to be physical is actually a really scary experience, especially when you've had an injury. But to get back moving, I think, is what they think is one of the most yeah. important things. Okay, that's that that's fair. But you know what? That's a tough thing it's, that a lot of these types of studies end up at for everything. It's like it's like even exercise. depression. It's like, yeah, you know, exercise. Like it's just like <laughs> exercise is so interesting. Back to hunter gatherers, back to bipedal. Mm-hmm. Like our bodies are broken right now because we're not they're not doing what they we're used. meant to do. We're yeah. stuck in this, it's like yeah. if un like under evolved mm-hmm. place. Like I, it doesn't surprise me that exercise is more effective than chiropractors. But what I'm saying is exercise is really hard for a lot of people. And then you know what I mean? So it can totally. sometimes feel like an annoying, because even depression, yes, it's like, I it agree. is true though for so many things. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, but even if you're not going to do exercise, there's like other therapies that yes, they were saying yeah. are like massaging is like equally as effective as at, at temporarily removing your pain. Hmm. So that was the idea. Was it kind of like, 
what they even suggested to me is that these spinal manipulations over time will like change your spine, but it doesn't. It's just like, you know what cracking is just like, you know, the air that like the air bubbles that are like being released from the wow. So I fluid. guess it's like fully makes sense that you're not going back to chiropractor because even your research mm. is making you know that like you have other ways that you can mitigate your back pain that doesn't involve someone, you know, potentially cracking your neck. Yes. When you don't. And there, another big review was done oh on acute pain. So if you just started having a hurt back and went versus like, say someone who has had back pain for like every day. Oh my God. Like if I went to a chiropractor, would they be like, no, you don't need this. Or they'd be like, yeah, let's just crack your yeah, back for shit. Of course they would. Yeah, of course. Um, it's no better than placebo for acute pain. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so you did kind of just drag chiropractors. Well, all like I uh, in, in spinal manipulation. I'm not saying there aren't chiropractors out there that are have a more holistic view of the body and might yeah. like talk about like in that same way. I remember they kind of gave me suggestions for like when I'm sitting at my desk, kind of like stretches and stuff that I can do to. Yeah. Like okay. it wasn't just about that. So that's why I don't want to fully take down the industry, but I'm here for it. But it, look out, Mitch Moffitt's, you know, he's doing his research and your teardown might come soon. I will say one last thing, which is like a little ramble. So I am reading a book called Healing Back Pain. That's like somewhat controversial. It's like maybe the most famous back uh, physiologist named John Sarno who wrote this book. Uh, in I think like the 70s or 80s is when this book was written. So it's a long time ago. And even to this day, doctors like aren't entirely convinced of his theories because he believes and he's worked huh. with hundreds of his patients. This is, sounds so weird. Okay. A lot of back pain and in fact, a lot of chronic pains are not the result of physical problems. They're the result of like mental uh, repression. Oh, okay, problems. okay. Okay. Like, so either psychosomatic or somatic like uh like in this example of back pain, he might say it is actually the embodiment of your stress and your body is distracting you from you're not you're not actually like acknowledging your emotional turmoil and your body does a really good job at distracting you with pain. Because so many people have back pain, there's wow. literally nothing wrong with them. A doctor it, looks they, at it, a chiropractor looks at it, all these people like take scans, whatever. There's there's nothing wrong with it. This is so like it's so interesting because we wanted to talk about why our bodies suck. And so I immediately went to a very physical evolutionary biology concept. But now I like that we're ending here, which is like what might be the biggest challenge to our bodies is our brains on uh -huh. uh, inability to adapt to this strong, quick shift in cultural lifestyles that mm -hmm. we all now live. Like, yeah. Cause back pain I think has grown like exponentially over the last few decades. So that's okay. So what do, what do dog, like, I, I guess it's like, our brains and mental health is so confusing because we can't define it with the mm. same scientific process as easily yeah. as we can with like a disease that involves like a protein de degradation right. problem where we can see the protein with like electron microscopy and like mental health is so it's challenging yeah. that it doesn't surprise me that doctors can't verify this yeah. and it doesn't surprise me that this couldn't all be made up and not right, but it doesn't mean it's not helpful for something that we don't have answers like or like mental psychosomatic issues i can't imagine there's that much people know what to do about that well i mean in this book and i will say now like there were i was reading a big review that was all about back pain and it talked about him and how so many of his ideas have become mainstream wow. that doesn't mean that people fully like buy into his full theory but like now chronic back pain is believed to be biopsychosocial. So it has the factors like it can be biological and you should never ignore the fact that you could have. So doctors would maybe go through a bunch of processes to ignore to make sure yeah. that it's not and totally he, physical and then be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. And he was actually advocating for something that he did not know, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. Like at that uh, time, even in his book, he's like, I don't want to make people think that they're like crazy, but you should go to therapy. Cause even think of when we were growing up, like going to therapy meant you yeah. were like mentally unstable. Yeah. Like there's such a stigma that in the seventies he was trying to be like, it, it might be your emotions. You're not yeah, crazy. It's yeah. just like, you should talk to someone about that. We were all like, you know, like, one flew over the cuckoo's nest was new. <laughs> They're like, we asked crazy cuckoo's nest, kooky, kooky. That's what it's from. Okay, thank you. It's a cuckoo clock. A cuckoo, cuckoo, yeah. Cuckoo. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Without Google, people using our brain the way they were meant to be. No, who didn't have Google hunter gatherers? <laughs> is there is a cuckoo bird real? Yeah, it's, yeah. Kookaburro, is that what that is? Okay, now, okay, Google that. Google, bird? LOL, we did so what well. Did we I figured say? out Cuckoo the etymology. bird? I <laughs> figured out the etymology of kooky, but we, you know, it's not enough. A cuckoo. Okay. Oh, so cute. It's a family of birds. 
common in European cuckoo. Uh, oh, roadrunners are cuckoos. Roadrunner, roadrunner. We'll learn more about Okay, we'll do an episode on cuckoos. Yeah, um, okay, write that down. We've got an episode on <laughs> Ultimately, though, I, I'm not like advocating for this book, and I don't want to like dive into anything that's pseudoscience. Has it helped you? Uh, well, like one thing he says is when you like finally address those things in your mind and, and acknowledge that the pain is maybe like uh, uh almost like an emblematic problem of like stress in your life or poor sleep i have realized that i'm like oh my god every time the first time it's ever really happened to me is in university right before an exam it was like the morning after studying late wow. i had it happen for the first wow. time and it was really scary and now i realize it's like often when i am like overstressed overworked undersleeping um but huh. what was your question my question was has this book worked for you i think uh, so what he said though is sometimes when you acknowledge like that specific back pain you have to kind of like believe it you know like put your mind to that and be like it's i don't this have a is physical problem. wild man. then okay. he says what he sees in his patients so often is that they suddenly get a pain somewhere else is that why you're saying because you you do you say you have pain somewhere? Are you talking about how you think you have pain somewhere else? Yeah, I do. I've been like, yeah. since I read that book, he is I'm like, like I've been had like, like a weird, like, problem. yeah, I've been like, oh my God, like my chest is weirdly in pain. And it's oh like, oh my God, man, that's because, crazy. And I, again, I like, this is anecdotal well, in okay. my own experience. So I'm not trying to say like, this is the answer, <laughs> but it is interesting because if you think about it, physical pain is the best way to draw your attention from something. Like yeah. when my back goes out, all Done. bets are off. I'm I'm yeah. in bed. I'm not thinking about work anymore. I am not going to acknowledge like the the emotional stress that uh, I'm going no, through. No, what I love, not love, but actually sometimes I love this for you. Sometimes no, sometimes <laughs> I no, what I love this for you. <laughs> no, sometimes in the middle of my migraine, I am in so much pain that I'm like, oh well, I. I it's gonna be great to die like it's like it's like it's like so oh interesting but God. what like when I'm not in pain I'm like I would I love that feel what a beautiful feeling like this mm. realization that like I'm in enough pain that like this is not worth like this isn't mm. like I don't know it's just it's like a spirit it's like a spiritual weird moment with my body that I hurt so much <laughs> it's, it's, and then also I have no FOMO there's nothing I can do like right. I sometimes you get that it's real it's like there's it's not like some weird... I go into this room I lock myself in there outside of quarantine you know I'm in like I'm like I've had enough of locked myself in there but there are times <laughs> in my life where it's really beautiful to just like right. I completely log off time. and I have like really deep creative thoughts and stuff because your brain is in so much pain you're conscious but it's it's unbelievable so it's just kind of interesting he talks like, about migraines as a potential like again in his book he's not saying all of the, you should always check out other conditions but he's like for a lot yeah. of his patients they couldn't figure it out and he has like this program yeah. where he works through them oh wow. like cognitive behavioral therapy and his belief is that he's like healed hundreds of people over his career wow um, well that I, I what i'm saying is i can relate to that sort of okay all all, all bets mm -hmm. are off because i have back pain and like so maybe you're like he's saying your body's almost doing that sort to of for you or distract you. That's so So weird. it is like, I now I weirdly like talk to myself sometimes when I'm like nervous about, I have to like that. It's like part of what I do is literally I'm like, wow. Okay. Because That's, I am also an anxious person. So if I feel a little bit of pain, suddenly I'm like, all my attention goes there. And then I'm like, what? That's weird. I don't usually feel like that, but am I feeling it only because I'm thinking about it now and I like kind of spiral. So I have to kind of remind myself like, no, like you're just like, distracting yourself like, oh. like think about what's going on in your life like, also you you're like also you're like working out more than you ever have and like like sometimes you'll come, you'll be like craig oh my god my chest is like <laughs> pulsating because and i'm like well did you do pecs yesterday for like half an hour you're like yeah well i've newly been pushing all these pecs but now both my titties are in so much pain i'm just like mitch you're like sometimes you're really freaking out about and i'm not saying you're stupid but i'm like i also we're both like doing the same thing where we're working out a lot trying like in our basements and i'm like yeah i wake up next day and i'm in pain i'm like it's the work like i'm just like it no. hurts where i worked out and then sometimes i'll ask you and you'll you'll tell me and i'm like don't you think that like doesn't your brain it think that? is that it is that partially but i'm jacked because that i'm jacked no i guess it's like it has felt different that's why yeah and the back thing no is like i'm not saying that's what this is i'm just saying there have been no, times where right. sometimes i'm like you i think that definitely <laughs> de it inflames it it's like it's just an extra layer to like the mental part and then actually having like any physical discomfort from working out layers on top and then i'm like i'm not sure if i'm able to discern between which parts are like from the physical I, workout i love this I, no i'm just like i actually think it's fascinating it's like i really like love how this podcast was like 
what's wrong with the human body? I just couldn't. I, for it's some reason, brain. it's the brain. Like I just, <laughs> the last thing I thought was the brain. I just kept thinking feet, you know, knees, like, right. like, you know, ostrich Intestines. feet. And then it's just like, oh my God, maybe the brain is what's broken. But, and wow. yet what is beautiful? Well, because exactly. sometimes what is broken the most. is beautiful. Yeah, exactly. There's like a lot of like different art that's about that or something. But okay. I mean, <laughs> like to go back to Alan Watts and Buddhism to end this podcast on a way that we came in. You know, we all come out the same way we come in, go out the same <laughs> way we went. Um, like meditation is in many ways, in many forms, not all, often a way to turn off your brain to yeah. realize, you know, yeah, our that's brain is evolved in this beautiful, <laughs> genius way. But there's by there's like a byproduct. It's of too that. much. It's too much. Honey. Well, it's like it's kind of like everything good comes with a trade off. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. we're so smart. The trade off is that we suffer from mental anguish. <laughs> and so Buddhism and not Buddhism, but just like meditation is a chance to be like, let's just like like stop those thoughts. We and turn li- them off. literally what is wrong with our body is our brain, and meditation is turning off the brain. <laughs> and it's like even with why we're so smart, it's like why capitalism took over. Like we created all these technologies mm-hmm. and we're like, we're so smart. It comes at a price and it's ruining the planet. Yeah, like it it's, does, like, like, it's like we all need to turn our brains off. <laughs> they're good, they're good, um, but they're also bad. Oh, love it. Okay. Well, well thank you so much. At the end of the day, they'll be the ones that save us. You know, like they could, the bane. It's like all. What is it? What's the saying? All power comes with great. Well, there's the brain that look. That brain had a profound thought, then you saw it break. All <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, Spider Man. Is that, 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 that what I'm, I'm sure Spider Man was referencing something much deeper, but to me, that's Spider Man. It's true. It's like you know, the brain can be beautiful and amazing, and we should just also acknowledge its limitations and how we get the best from it, but also don't destroy the planet. Hello, climate change. Okay. <laughs> That's the end. Okay. Thank you so much for Love listening. Ya. Hope you enjoyed. Hashtag side note podcast. Leave comments on the YouTube videos. Read I them all. I want to know what pain you suffer from physically, mentally. Like, let's have a little sesh. I will go into this video and I will comment back. Sometimes I'm afraid to do that, but I should do that more. Oh my God. I'm crazy. I was about to be like, you know, about me. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, yeah. More, we'll write that down in another video about Mitch being afraid to have it on in the comments. Thank you so much. Peace. See you next week. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.